sage when you walk in Cause I have no idea where you've been What kind of energy you conjure in What kind of spells you be casting I lit a sage when you walked in Cause I have no idea where you've been What kind of energy you conjuring What kind of spells you be casting Hey! Hi. We're back! And we have a professional studio. Mm, we fancy. Fancy. Mm. How you doing? You know, I made it. It's 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 like real winter and not faux winter anymore, so... Sort of. It's still like in the 50s, which is bizarre. But the heat is on. No, I know. The heat is on. And mine is not warm. Oh. Well, oh. that's a whole other podcast. Okay. Well. Um, welcome to Cheers and Queers, y'all. Welcome to Cheers and Queers. <laughs> um... Have you been using our hashtag, Cheers and Queers? You should. You should. We are. And you can follow us off the podcast using that. And you can follow each other and talk to each other and tell each other how much you just love being a queer while cheersing. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. tried. I tried. It's great. It's perfect. <laughs> we're excited to announce that we're going to have a very special episode uh, coming up in February that we need your help for. <gasps> Brand new year, brand new year. February, January. January. Oops, I'm going to say it again. Okay. We're excited to announce that we're going to have a very special episode in January. <gasps> boy, 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 2018. That we need your help for. Um, and that is an episode about... Um, Black economics. Or find better title because, you know, it's complicated. Um, but about the hustle, about ec- uh, economics, economy, capitalism, anti-capitalism, commerce, barter, trade... Send us a voice memo if you have thoughts, questions, experience, opinions, ideas, uh, the solution, the revolution. You can you can definitely if you've call got the revolution in one minute, in a minute, in a minute. Put it in a voice memo and send it to cheers the letter n queers at gmail.com because we would like to feature the revolution on our podcast. Absolutely, because it's not going to be televised. Apparently, it's going to come through the purple app. It is. <laughs> So shall we check in? We should check in. All right. So this week, our check-in is name PGP and your Hogwarts house. And (laughs) on the Hogwarts campus. Oh, God. So specific. On the Hogwarts campus, right? (laughs) Where would you hook up with someone? Like, find a place, think about a place. What would be a good hookup spot okay. on the Hogwarts campus? Okay, you might have to assist because I, I did read the books, actually. Mm-hmm. And I saw all the movies, mm-hmm. probably more than once. But I was all, like, super grown when that happened, so my memory is, like, fuzzy. Oh. So you're going to have to help me. But I have answers, sort okay. of. You just have to assist me with okay. the actual names of the things <laughs> that I'm saying. Yes, I'm here with the assist. Okay, great. Uh, you want to go first? Shit. Okay. Um, my name is Kyria, and my pronouns are she, her, and femme if you're nasty. And I I feel very Gryffindor, but mm-hmm. I test as a Ravenclaw. But somebody, 
It's okay. Let me know <laughs> that hybrids exist. They do exist. So what is that? A Griffin Claw? Yeah. Yes. I'm full on Griffin Claw. Fight me. Come on. Ooh. Um <laughs> and where would I hook up on the Hogwarts campus? Um I mean the first thing that pops in my head because it's easy to remember and it's really cool and I need one in my life. What is it? The room of requirement? The room of requirement. Yes, ten points for House of Griffin Claw. Right. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that good. was spot on. <laughs> yes. So many people are going to be really into that answer because I asked this question of a couple people and they were like, room requirement done. And I was like, really? All of you are all saying the I thing? Mean, yes. It'll give you what you need. Exactly. Word. Um, so Ishoke, she, her, and ma'am. Also, if you're nasty. I'm. A hardcore Ravenclaw, like Ravenclaw. I see. Um, but one out of every four times that I test, I get Slytherin. I can see that. So I am a Slytherclaw. <laughs> um, Which is the scariest, because Slytherins are not naturally that smart. So Max mixing the two. <laughs> I feel like Slytherins are really smart. They just don't. Right. That's not their go-to tool. Fair, but of... Ravenclaws are like dumb smart. Yeah. So. The so, next of the two is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and where would I hook up on the Hogwarts campus? I feel like the greenhouses, right? Because they're like quiet. The Hufflepuffs aren't going to rat you out. And they're the ones that be staying in a greenhouse. Um, Professor Sprout is chill. Um, and I feel like I, I it's like having sex outside without the bugs. <laughs> but there's also plants that might eat your face. But, you know, I'm a Ravenclaw, and obviously I'd be like, we can't have sex over there next to that man-eating whatever that is, right? And we're not going to have sex over there because, like, if you rub up against that leaf, you'll get boils. Like, Oh, God. (laughs) This is sounding worse and worse. You're not making a good argument. I feel like it would be a great time. Okay, great. It would be warm. It would you be like quiet. adventurous, slightly dangerous. Slightly dangerous, but like not real dangerous, just slightly dangerous. Like okay. you don't want to, I don't not the forbidden forest. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless you want to make out with a centaur. I feel like I would really specifically though. <laughs> also, why would, like centaurs are so weird. I know, they're really, they're like hyper masculine to the nth degree. Oh. But anyways, we digress. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> So, uh, what are we drinking? We are having a seasonal beverage. Ooh, seasonal. (laughs) Spiced apple cider. With whiskey. Yeah. (laughs) With, no, with specifically with, uh, oh my God. Wild turkey. Yeah, wild turkey. Kyria chose it. I did not. Okay, (laughs) I chose it out of two options. It was like E&J's or wild turkey's. And I'm an E&J girl. (laughs) E&J only if it's warm and we aren't warm. That's true. This is a chilled, this is a chilled drink. It's a chilled beverage. So in that case, wild turkey. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It is good. And it's only because I don't have time to mull right now. Mm -hmm. My life's a mess. I know. But I will put... My favorite mulling recipe in the show notes. Please do. So that you can take time and mull things because you deserve warm alcohol. You deserve. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do deserve that. It's true.
we're going to talk about something, and everybody's going to laugh. <laughs> Kiri is already laughing. Um, so this segment is called Fucking Spoons. Wah, wah, wah. Because fuck your spoons. But also, it's something <laughs> that's, like, recognizable when folks want to talk about capacity. Um, and and I feel like this is our, our sort of, like, soft mental health section. Um so the question for fucking spoons is, how do you handle the holidays? Mm-hmm. Um, holidays are hard. Holidays can be hard for queers. Holidays can be hard for folks who experience things with their families. Um, holidays can be hard because it's fucking cold. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a thousand reasons. Um, so how do you, like, work through the, like, epic what the fuck from Thanksgiving to New Year's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to kick it off? Um, you want me to kick it off? Yeah, I can go first. Um, the unhealthy way is drinking. Um, and, you know, you got to acknowledge your unhealthy coping mechanisms. Um, yeah, so many of the activities that we do for this holiday revolve around alcohol. And so it's like, oh, yeah, everybody's going to be drunk. So I don't have to socialize as hard, right? I don't have to, like, play nice. I don't have to say words to people. Um, I don't have to be intelligible because everybody's going to be drunk, right? And I'm like, cool. Um, well, but so let's let's talk about that because we, we're drinking. Right. Right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are drinking through our podcast. We, so, it's a thing that we like do. harm reduction. Right. Is that right. what we're saying? And I, like, I'm a, I am a firm believer in, like, do what you can at the level that you're at, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, it's like, all right, well... If I know that I'm going to go to an event and the only reason that I'll stay at the event is because there's alcohol, Mm. then maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe I don't actually want to be there. Mm. It's okay for me to not go to something like that. Um, You know, as opposed to going to an event and being with people and, like, having a good time and alcohol being, like, a part of the thing Mm -hmm. instead of the central thing. That's a nice distinction. Yeah. Yeah. you know, my my therapist says if you are rationalizing why you're drinking, you probably shouldn't drink. Oh, snap! paused. You have really good healthcare professionals in your life. You'd yeah. be like message like tweeting about your dentist. Yo. I'm like, can I see that dentist? My, <laughs> it took me years to get a healthcare team together that They're was great. That didn't a know my dad and b <laughs> <laughs> make me feel some type of way. Um, and and like. When I say make me feel some type of way, I really mean, like, make me feel like I can't go to the doctor. Yeah. But, like, my dentist is like, no, girl, if your face hurts, come in, right? My GYN is like, you should date people that make you happy and also have all the sex that you want as long as you're being safe. Right. And my doctor's like, I'm not going to bother you about your BMI because the BMI is silly. And I'm just like, well, I feel so held. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. And they just be driving life advice. Like, wow. Word. While like, checking your heartbeat. It's it's really magical. Yeah. So, you know, when you brought up this point about um, the holidays, you know, my first, like, th- this is a hard time. And also, like, a lot of people talk about it. And so my first thought was like, oh, do I have something to add to that? Um, and uh, the reason why I questioned it is because I... Um, I didn't I didn't grow up with hard holidays. I grew up with great holidays. Mm. Mm. Um, single mom, only child, so holidays are really just like me and my mom getting to do something nice together, making okay. some special dish together, whatever. It's like good memories of the two of us. 
Um, and then, like, I have an extended family that I do see um, occasionally on holidays, but it was, like, it was always, like, you know, we'll see them if we see them, but we'll spend time with each other, which is dope. Um, what actually started making my holidays a lot more complicated is getting a partner whose family is a lot more complicated because there's a lot more people, <laughs> um, among other things. Well. Um, right. And then also, like, you know, different attitudes about sexuality mm-hmm. in, you know, mm-hmm. my partner's family. And then it's both of our families are in the same area. So when we go home for the holidays, it's like... Who's home? Exactly. And, like, in some ways it would almost be easier if one of us was from, like, Ohio because I'd be like, we're going to Ohio this year. Sorry, Mom, we'll see you in Thanksgiving or whatever. But instead, it's like we're home, so both of our families are like, where are you at? And it's mm. like, Ugh. And then it's like, where are we staying? And that's been drama because, mm. like, are we allowed to sleep in the same room? <laughs> are we grown-ups? Are we engaged already? Please. Um, so my advice is about having, like, really serious check-ins with your partner before mm-hmm. the holiday. Not mm-hmm. during. Right. Not after when you've already got really drunk and fought with each other. But before. Well, and so we actually really did that, and I was so proud of us. Like, the first time we were both going to stay at their parents' house, mm-hmm. we, like, talked about, okay, these are the things that trigger me. So, you know, each of us sharing. And then, like, okay, great. And thanks for telling me, babe. When you're triggered, what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. And having a specific answer. And then, like, do we have a signal? And, like, when is it okay to deploy that signal? Mm -hmm. And, like, also, like, what is the day that we're spending with none of our family? And knowing that ahead of time, okay, just eyes on Thursday, eyes on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's been really great. Yeah. So I highly recommend if you are are in the position of being out to your family, being out to your partner's family, spending the the holidays with partner and family strategize like don't just be like everything's gonna be fine like a christmas book no like mm-hmm. make a plan yeah you know write it down you write know down. have weaponry <laughs> look i keep i tell people are like and i'm like they're like your family's so close right so i live in the building with my mm-hmm. dad and my sister uh, my mom lives in baltimore you know everybody's fairly close and i choose a holiday mm that I don't do family, Mm. right? So, like, Thanksgiving I do with my mama, Christmas I do with my dad, and anybody else who wants to come over, if you can't go home for Christmas, let me know. You can come to my house. Um, I have an extending table. That's dope. Um, But, like, tweet me ahead of time so I know. (laughs) Right, don't just show up. Don't just show up at my house. Um, But I usually try and do New Year's of, like, no family. Yeah. Right? Like, just not mm-hmm. um eat, like whether i'm partnered or no mm-hmm. um because it like you know it just i need one mm-hmm. where i'm myself and right. i don't have to like you know i'm out to both my parents i'm out to both sides of my family it's been some it's, years right. folks folks have gotten there <laughs> yeah it took some time right but they've gotten there right nobody talks crazy to me anymore um and so but you know there's that I'm not the only drama. <laughs> God bless. And so, you know, it's like, do I do I want to do I want to subject myself to that? Right. Um, and when I am partnered, do I want to subject my partner to that? Right. Um, so one holiday, no family. Yeah. Um, so pick one. For me, this year is going to be Kwanzaa. Nice. I'm going on the Kwanzaa crawl. Nice. Uh, I'm building a queer black femme contingent. <gasps> 
You in? No, you gonna be in California? I'm in Cali. Sorry. Oh, I'm in. I'm there in spirit. We'll send you a Snapchat. Thanks. Uh, uh, but yeah, <laughs> that's my holiday this year because my mama's coming to New York for the new year. So she's like, I'm coming. Oh, so she and we're gonna go over fan- She's fancy hotel, oh, rooftop, ball drop. She hasn't done that in years. She wants to do it. Okay. I say, okay, mama. I'll come. Right. Just to fend off the men's <laughs> uh, from my mama. And, like I said. <laughs> and so Kwanzaa is going to be my 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 friend holiday. That's really great. I love that too. Like, you know, choose a holiday, even if it's, you know, in between other holidays. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's kind of like what I was saying with my partner. Like, we, we don't call it a holiday, but we could. Maybe we should call it a holiday. We should Come call on, it get you a Kwanzaa. the No Fam Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it's called. <laughs> We actually met over the holidays, so that's that's another story. Aww. Anyways, all right, all right moving one on. One day when I'm less <laughs> bitter about couples, we'll do a couple episode. Okay, sorry. Mm. You mean like last episode where we did a couple episode? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I, have, I need some space between those okay. things. <laughs> Got you. You want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Yay. Hi, Sal. Can I talk now? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. We have an honored guest today. Ooh. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored <laughs> to be here. Yay. Um, so you're you gotta check in. Okay. okay. So name PGP Hogwarts House. Where are you hooking up on the Hogwarts campus? And will you say your full name for us? Oh. For the people. So the people can find you. Okay. Uh my name is Sal Munoz. Um my PGPs are he and him, and if you're nasty, you're probably not calling me by a pronoun. Woo! Wow! Jinkies! <laughs> and, um, let's see. Okay, Hogwarts House. Mm-hmm. So I test into Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But I feel like I'm actually a Slytherin, and oh, I answer the questions that will get me into not Slytherin. That is the most that's Slytherin thing. Slytherin, but also mad Ravenclaw. <laughs> it's very, yeah, so. <laughs> We're all, like, kind of reluctant Ravenclaws over here. <laughs> I'm a not reluctant Okay, Ravenclaw. okay. I'm a very proud well. Ravenclaw. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and then hooking up on the Hogwarts house, um... I think I'm going to go with the Astronomy Tower. Ooh. Right? Ooh. I love a good view. Romantic. Secluded. It's windy up there, though. You know? Not all year. <laughs> Touche. Well, you know what? It's the UK. It's England. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's always going to be cold. <laughs> yeah, they got like three good days out of the year there. It's true. Yeah. Um, is that all my... Yeah, okay. that's, all yeah. that's all your check-ins. That's yeah. very good. Like you said, succinct. <laughs> we're trying to learn. I had a little bit of time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we were really excited to bring you on because of a particular project that you are working on. Um, you are an artist, and I would love for you to define that in your own terms because I, I know that you work in some multimediums. Um, but both Ashoka and I have had direct experience with a particular project called the Femme Project, um, which I am so excited about, but I'm going to let you, can you just tell us briefly what is the Femme Project? Yeah. Um, so the Femme Project is a series of photographs and interviews with um, femmes of color. And there's sort of like three main goals. Uh, and the first is to 
um, decenter whiteness from our cultural understanding of what femme is, right? Um, so a lot of times in queer communities, when we see representations of femmes, it's this thin, cisgender, conventionally pretty white woman. Um, and so I'm trying to um, show what femme looks like outside of that. Um, I'm also uh, f- trying to show femmes who are trying to showcase folks who identify as femmes across bodies and across genders Mm -hmm. um, because for a long time femmes femme was seen as like this thing that was exclusively for cis women Mm -hmm. Um, but in reality there are a lot of um, trans and gender non-conforming folks and I would say even men who identify as femme. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to like make more space for that. And then the third part is allowing femmes to define what femme means for them in their own words. Um, Because oftentimes femmes are only seen as in reaction to Mm -hmm. or in in comparison to masculine of center folks. Um, and by giving them the chance to explain what femme means to them in their own words, it creates space for that to exist on its own without having to be um, in addition or compared to. See, I already have like 80 things I want to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, so, and I, I really love like this concept that femme exists not in reaction to, but on its own. Um, and it's something that like you and I have talked about before. Um, but what does femme mean to you, right? In, in, in that it is not reaction to masculinity. It is not something that is diametrically existing because of, but like what is it as a standalone thing? And we want to acknowledge that this question is like, we could do six episodes on this one question. So mm-hmm. like five ever. So just, <laughs> you know. Briefly, yeah. <laughs> if you had to, if you had to, you had to soundbite it. Yeah, get out of a podcast room before we get kids <laughs> out of a reservation. How would you speak about it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so as you both know, this is um, the first like question that I ask in my interviews are uh, when I'm working on this project, um, and it's a pretty meaty question, right? Like you just dive right into it. it usually takes like about fifteen to twenty minutes for people to answer it, um, but I'm gonna try and keep it succinct. Um, and obviously, this is something that I think a lot about. Um, but for me, femme is embracing all of the things that are innate and feel comfortable for me, but that I was taught to hate mm. about myself. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's, That's so, so good. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think about this stuff a lot. <laughs> We're out here with a whole podcast, and you're like, well, bloop. <laughs> um, so you've been working on the series I feel like for the entire time that I've known you yeah yeah we actually met through this project yeah, yeah actually <laughs> um, which is wild because it was so long ago but yeah I started in 2015 like mm-hmm. at the tail end and actually Ashoke was the first person who I didn't know who mm-hmm. I photographed and interviewed um, yeah wow yeah. Yeah. Oh, it feels like so long ago. I know. Um, I was a whole ass different person. Yeah. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you telling? Well, I. <laughs> so, what uh, you've been doing it now for two, almost three years. Um, 
you've talked to dozens of people, you've taken it literally all over the world. What has surprised you the most in doing this series? Yeah. Um, I feel like there have been a lot of surprises along the way. Number one, just being like the response mm. and like the the like interest and like need for this. Mm. And I think a lot of that has to do with when I started at twenty in twenty fifteen. Um, and even now, there aren't a lot of representations of what queer femme identity like looks mm. like outside of what I described earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so people are really like hungry for this and mm-hmm. wanting to like see themselves um, in this way. Um, and what's interesting for me is noticing, like, I originally started in New York, and then because I'm from California, I've been able to go out there and do some work out there. Um, and I've traveled a little bit around the East Coast as well, um, but I'm hoping to go even broader within the next two years. Um, but what has been really interesting to me is hearing what, what is important to folks in different locations Mm. and how their femme identity like impacts that. So for instance, in New York city street harassment is like the number one thing that people are talking about. Like, Mm. like I don't feel safe going from point A to point B. That's less of a problem in places like California where everyone is driving, where they're still experiencing. You're talking about SoCal. Yes. Yes. Specifically Southern California. (laughs) I can talk about Um, California. Where they're still experiencing street harassment. Right. Um, But not but not in the way that it's like the very first thing that they think about, um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, That is fascinating. And so that's so. So I'm from the Bay um, Mm -hmm. and that's it is a driving culture, but it's also got better public transit. And Mm -hmm. I lived in San Francisco for nine of the years that I was there. And so. Um, I and I don't have a driver's license, so I walked and took the bus and took the train. And my experience of street harassment defined my life mm-hmm. out there, which is really funny because my partner, who's also from the Bay, was a driver, and moved to New York and was like, "Oh my God, street harassment!" And I was like, "Oh, you brand new." <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had the same yeah. experience. Like I, when I went to the Bay, I was like, oh, "I'm taking a train. I'm taking a bus. I'm Oakland." You know, like all the places, like that's how I know how to navigate cities. That's right. how I navigate every city right, that I go you're to New Yorker, right. in the world. Right. Like, where is the train? Right. Where's the bus? <laughs> right. And, and so for me, it, I was like, oh, yeah, same shit, different city. Like, yeah. <laughs> and what's really interesting, and this is a little bit like, you know, I'm going to get into it and cause some controversy, but like, oh, snap. Here we go. Um, but I, my experience of street harassment has, um, like it, it arced and then it ebbed. So like I experience it less now. Um, I would say on average less since I moved to New York mm-hmm. and less in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't ride the subway less. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say probably like my time is more of a premium. So I'm more like directed and specific where I'm going maybe. I mean, I was busy and hustling in the Bay too, but like that might have something to do with it. Like I'm just like going to a place a little more like and less like out in the world, possibly, possibly. Here's the controversy part is like, I think that my relationship to the way I carry myself on the street has changed. Now, I really want to like posit that. Like I am not at all saying like, you just need to act different and people won't come for you. Like, no, pause. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is um, there was a vulnerability that I had 
about my own sense of self and identity that, you know, partially due to age and partially due to, like, as you're saying, like a lack of queer femme representation, lack of seeing and knowing and understanding how I could be in the world. And so I didn't, I was not cool with myself. And that is read by other humans. Mm. Um, And so I'm a little bit more about my business in a way that I think um, invites less conversation from other people. And that might just be as much as like less eye contact, you know, uh, more hurrying, but, you know, not hurrying in a scared way, but hurrying in a I got somewhere to be kind of way. Like I've (laughs) multiple times I've heard like, you know, hood Negroes be like, you're intimidating. And I'm like, good. (laughs) 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 That I'm doing something right. (laughs) And that's not to say that I don't get comments, but it's, um, it's just less, it's just less. And I think, um, I think I was really, um, I think I was more scared when I was younger and less sure of who I was and that I, that there were other people like me that I could exist. And that fear, um, made me a target. That's really interesting. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I say that because like, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. Mm -hmm. I've been out here. Like, dudes been talking crazy to me since I was nine years old. Like, it just is the way, and it's been largely the same dudes. Like, I live in these, (laughs) I now live in the same neighborhood (laughs) that I grew up in. Um, And so I, I think that for me, some of it is like, in recent years, I don't think the frequency has changed, but the intensity has also changed, right? Mm. People say things to me less because I'm not, I don't, when you see me walking down the street, like, I don't look like I have time mm-hmm. for you. Right. Um, strangely, men mostly talk to me at this point when I'm crocheting on the subway because <laughs> I'm sitting still. And I have, like, I usually have my headphones in. Don't but, they know crochet sticks can be a weapon? <laughs> Listen, no, that's, any port in a storm, look, they will take any mm, opportunity. Look, people don't know. Um, but I, you know, like, it's strange. People are like, my grandma crocheted. She says it makes her really calm and tranquil. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yo, nigga, I'm like not your grandma. grandma. Right. Like, <laughs> but... The, the, so, you know, but generally people don't say things to me, but when they do, mm-hmm. it's what, like, and I'm not talking about, like, just in New York anymore, like, London, Spain, Morocco, like, places that I have been, like, the things that people, when someone does say something to me and I hear it, mm-hmm. it's, it's fucking wild. Mm. And, I'm, and, and, like, it, it means that, like, 99% of the time... I'm listening out for the wild thing. So maybe I don't even hear the right. like good mornings anymore. Right. Like maybe I don't I I really feel like I'm so I'm on like I'm on red alert immediately when I leave the house. I'm like I'm waiting for the dude who like is going to grab me like I'm walking the same way I walked that one time that this person followed me home. Like I'm so hyper vigilant that the small things, like, don't even show up for me anymore. So so let me speak on that because, actually, let me clarify. When I say the harassment is less, I mean literally the aggressive, threatening harassment mm-hmm. is less. Mm-hmm. Not the comments. Mm-hmm. Meaning that in my youth and in, like, all through my late teens and 20s, my experience living in the Bay Area on my own, walking the streets, whatever, was scary Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like hey ma how are you it was like what the fuck are you 
I'm going to fucking hurt you from mm-hmm. existing. Right. Like, it was violence. Right. And so, and this is something actually I kind of want to... Um, which, you know, Sal and I, uh, we talked about in in my interview with you, and I'd love to, like, sort of open up that conversation again in terms of, like, as you were saying, you know, femme does not just exist in a cis femme female body, cis, mm-hmm. you know, woman, quote-unquote, body. And I identify as gender nonconforming, though that's not, like, my first moniker, but that is a truth of my body. Like, the way that my body is, I've been confused for, um, or my, my people have been asking me to clarify my gender since I was a little girl, which surprises some people, too. It's, it's so funny how, like, it depends who I'm talking to and when. Some people are like, what? Like, you're, you're a woman. You're the woman. Other people are like, where's your dick? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> like, I have questions. People on the street, and people, and and brave young people I've worked with who had the nerve to ask me. Oh yeah, the, or, kid, the kids. I have had children ask or, me some questions. Or peers that, after finally getting comfortable, are like just saying what they think. Like I told, like I, like the first time, gender queer was put on me was by a cis straight man who was like, "But you're gender queer, right?" And I was like, uh, what? Huh? So all that to say, you know, my feminist is 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 not untangled from being genderqueer, being gender nonconforming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know you encounter that a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, the harassment that I that I have experienced, it cannot be divorced from a, from an awareness of cis sexism, right, mm-hmm. of transphobia, even mm-hmm. though I am not trans. Um, some, you know, I have hesitancy about you know, wanting to name that and make sure that like that's known that I can that I can yeah, that I can have a voice for that. But yeah, so yeah, what I know that that's come up for you. Yeah. Um so yeah, and specifically around like street harassment for me, um like I experience both, right? Like this this I experience like sexualized street harassment like hey sexy like da 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 and then I also experience like what the fuck are you like what are you doing um how how are you like why are you here um and it's like hard because like you never know like what you're gonna get when you walk out the door um and neither are fun (laughs) um and I think yeah to to Kyria's point, like, um, I feel like when there is this confusion or this, when you're not clearly fitting into what people would define as male or female, um, there, you're, it's, you're seen as a threat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a threat that needs to be addressed and eradicated. Right. And it makes getting from point A to point B terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to like step out of your door. Um, I've had <laughs> most of the times when I'm late, it's because it, like I'm really, I'm like super punctual. I'm like the only person of color in all of Brooklyn who's always on time. <laughs> It's, like, embarrassing. <laughs> like, don't worry about losing your reservation because I will be there, girl. I got you. Um, 
Yeah. But when I am late, it's because I've changed my outfit three times because I'm scared. Yeah. Word. And um, and then I get mad at myself for being scared. Yeah. Right? right. Because like I feel good in like this feels like an accurate representation right. of my gender of like mm-hmm. how I want to move through the world. But knowing that that is like a, a legitimate like physical risk to my safety. Word. Mm-hmm. And then I also think about um, the way that like that affects my friends as well because mm-hmm. they're they're a part of like my safety strategies right like I generally don't travel places alone um I'll meet with a friend and then go to where we're going but then I think about like well how does like I'm used to this harassment like it's just a part of like how I I move through the world but like how does that affect my friends who may who may not like experience that like um where that's something like that's new for them or your partners or my partners yeah um, um yeah, it's it's really troubling. Um, yeah, and you know, I like that's the thing. Like I, I started by saying, like, you know, I feel like I'm experiencing the less violent harassment because I'm like less scared and vulnerable. But like, I deserve to be like timid in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I deserve right. to be soft in you the world. Yeah, right. And so, like, it's not that we should all get hard. Mm-hmm. You know, be hard and get knives. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, unless that's what you want. Unless mm-hmm. that's what you want, that's dope. Um, but and also, but then. And the the fact that we have to then also consider the impact on our friends and mm-hmm. our loved ones and mm-hmm. like whose responsibility is that? Mm-hmm. And like right. do is there do we have to like get our homies to like sign a contract that right. they're like willing to fight for us if mm-hmm. we need to? Like that's right. so that's mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's I don't even realize that I'm going through that thought process anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was getting dressed for Kyria's magical birthday party, um, <laughs> and so I good. wore something real scanty. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Still thinking about it. Now, <laughs> um, and I, I said to myself, "Wait, I wasn't going very far. I was going to a house full of people that I knew, but I was like, well, I got a budget in a cab for this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I yep, got a budget right. in." I took a cab too, and it's five blocks from my house. <laughs> okay, yeah. and you live down the street. You literally yes. live around oh, the corner from me too. Like I was an like, angel. you look, look. <laughs> there were so many looks, so many looks. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just—it's just something that I like in mm. in my cosplay life, in my like right. regular life. Street harassment has radically changed when I am in cosplay. Right, mm. right. Like it is so different when I'm recognizably. A princess or a character that people, you know, like, yeah. And this, you know, somebody's gonna talk crazy to me. Um, but I have a. There's a picture. I, w- I was on Good Morning America. There's this picture. Um, Wyclef John dressed up as as Superman, and I was dressed up as Supergirl. And I, he was like, "Yo, Supergirl, you gotta come get in this picture." And I oh, said, "Okay, <laughs> right." And because I, I was like. Hi, friend. Hi. Um, and I didn't even, I, I was so, I'm so used to people like putting their bodies so close to me and right. like saying crazy things to me when I'm in cosplay that I didn't think about it until my cousin was like, yo, why he all up on you like that? Yeah. You know? And I just, I, it took me out of like having enjoyed like, right. Nah, Wyclef, nah, Good Morning America. I was delirious. It was 5 a.m. Not a real hour. What the fuck? To being like, oh, yeah, like I actually didn't give this person permission to put their hands on me. Right. 
And you I, know? By the way, I have from other reputable sources that Wyclef is a bit of a creep. Anyways, but that's you know, podcast. That's a different episode. <laughs> and so, like, th- even thinking about that, right? Like, I am late to conventions always because yeah. unless I'm staying at the hotel, like, upstairs, because I'm literally standing in front of the door getting myself ready to go outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is... This is so real. And it's making me like, I just thought of when you were talking about this, like going somewhere in transit, I thought of a good memory of that. It's like to get us out of the dark hole for a moment. Oh, no. So um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm only recently like dabbling in cosplay. Thanks, it's okay. Um, but I realized <laughs> I've been, that's why I'm an actor, because I've been secretly cosplayer my whole life. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so I, you know, I always do the most on purpose to femme, right? That's, that's part of my femness. Mm-hmm. So team extra right and so i love the good moments of when i do feel good in public in my like extra outfit usually with the homie right and i I remember this one moment so my it was this was not that long ago it was like three four years ago well whatever whatever. um it was a minute ago but um when i um my best friend from the bay was visiting felicia shout out felicia what's up um she's a babe uh she also likes to dress um never disappoints so we come over i have and that outfit of the season is my uh all lace bodysuit um bitch wit tan too so like blends with the flesh you know what i'm saying um wow looks so good um anyways <laughs> <laughs> So we ain't got time for all that. Um, so that was that, my outfit of the season. I was wearing it to this party with my with my friend who was visiting. She was wearing like something. She like rigged her jacket to be a shirt so that she had this like leather thing with the titties. It was amazing. So we're on the subway. She's talking about applying to grad school in psychology. So we're having this like conversation about like grad thesis in psychological analysis and communities of color while wearing nothing <laughs> and I saw no this, I saw this guy looking at us in the subway just being like how <laughs> you know what I mean like I just uh, love dead. being like smart yeah. as fuck looking like you know I'm for hire like you know what I'm saying <laughs> that's yes. so that's my shit like mm. I love that I yeah. love that as long you know don't touch don't, yeah. don't keep it in your mouth mm-hmm. you know don't say shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always feel more confident when I see other femmes in public. Yes. Um, like, I feel... Say more. Yeah, like, all that, like, <laughs> fear or whatever just, like, melts away. Like, I'm like, you know what? We got this. Like, we're good. Um, especially, like, gender nonconforming femmes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like, I feel like... Like, so much less alone, even if I don't know them right. or, like, they don't, like, recognize me or, like, a, yeah, like I feel so much better that we're mm-hmm. existing in, like, this space. like. And there's a femme nod, I think. Yes. Well, it's confusing because it's like, wait, do I want to yes. date you or? Right. <laughs> okay, because I, that's the yes. struggle that I have. I'd be like, you're really cute and I mm-hmm. like your outfit, but also, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I'm hard. about that femme for femme life. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. I'm no. so thirsty for femme. But... <laughs> It's confusing because I'm like, wait, do you like my outfit or do you like me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Know. Okay, wait, wait. I like, was at are a we party? trying to build together? Or are we trying yeah. to like build, build together? <laughs> I was wait, at a party and this person me. was like, oh, I really love your like look. It's so great. And I was like, oh wow, thank you. And she was like, wait, wait, wait. 
I'm flirting with you. I just, I'm going to tell you now I'm because so glad otherwise she it out. people don't know. And I was like, oh my God, thank you because I'm so oblivious. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good, she was cute good fan. <laughs> Um, we have a couple more questions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, so what responses have you gotten from non-fems, right? So, like, we out here, you know, fems love a look, mm-hmm. love to be given looks, love to see other looks. So we and your like, photos are so great. Ah, I love... Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. <laughs> right? But what, if, what responses have you gotten from non-fems, and do you care? Yeah. Um, so... I don't have anything off of the top of my head and probably because I don't care. Um, <laughs> but I really am about that femme for femme life. And I think that this this project specifically is like so much of it for me is about creating a space and envisioning a future for femmes to feel comfortable existing mm. in their femininity, how whatever that means for them. Um Outside of what non-fems think. Um, Mm. I I think, I will say that I haven't gotten any overtly, like, negative comments yet. Um, But... Knock on wood. (laughs) (laughs) um, But so many of these projects exist for, like, um, butches or boys or like right. them yeah. um, and it's just just starting now where we're seeing more of these projects that are centering femmes um, so I think it's like I think it's like necessary and I think um, that we need this space um, and I'm not I, I'm just like not really interested what non-femmes are like thinking about it like if you're taking something from it like that's great um, mm. but you're not it's not for you, and mm. I, and like mm-hmm. you know, like I'm glad that you get to experience it. But yeah, well, and I particularly love like what you're saying earlier about like it's it's really true that like there isn't you still can't really Google fem f e m m e and get queers and Mm-mm. queers of color, Mm-mm. and like you know H and M started selling fem t shirts and like nobody knows what that means. Yeah. They're like oh, it's French for female, right? I have right. a tattoo. It says "Yes, fam," and like all these like cis white girls would be like, "Yes, I'm stop." No, yeah, stop. close your mouth. Yes, and this is something that I've noticed <laughs> this last year specifically is cis women, cis hetero women, yeah. who are just like throwing fem around because it's something that they heard from like their queer friends, that, exactly. and they don't understand a the context. They don't understand like what that means. Mm-mm. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's like cringeworthy. It's like embarrassing. Okay. So like this is, okay. So I have, anybody who knows me knows I have a longstanding issue with cishets like taking queer things, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can't have, yes, you can't, (laughs) like there are things that you can't have, right? Queer and femme are two of the things Mm -hmm. that you cannot have. Like you are in a poly relationship that does not make you queer. Like, <laughs> shots fired. Don't shots fired. Me. I said what I said. <laughs> you know, and you are a cisgendered heterosexual woman. Like you, like you don't get to claim femme. Like that's not. I don't. I just. I really. I struggle yeah. with that so often. Right. Mm-hmm. And like really thinking about what you were saying with like femme representation, like queer black femme representation or queer femme of color representation, I'm trying to think of like anybody right. in the media right now who is that. 
and I'm the only person I can think of is Nola Darling from She's Gotta Have It, Meh. the new Netflix series, which is terrible. We can complain about it I feel it bad. Some people who I know are writers are on them. They're mm-hmm. great. They, I'm sure they did. They tried really hard. They were fighting. It's fight. a they room tried really hard. full of 40 and 50 hey. year old folks writing a story about a young, about young, a young right. queer black woman. None of those people are in their 20s. Are in their 20s. Right. Now. Oh now. Right, like right. the 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 demographic of the person that, that they were so writing bad. for mm-hmm. wasn't in the room, and that that oh. makes me sad. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It makes me. It could have been an opportunity for an amazing artist or two or three yeah. to get discovered, and it, they, they they didn't take that opportunity, right? And it feels really forced and contrived. Like so much of Nola's. Wait, don't ruin it for me. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to hate watch that. No, yeah, it's but, fine. Um, it's fine. Would you, the, so we only have 20 minutes left. Yeah. Let's not spend it on this. Yeah. <laughs> the point so, is, is like I am always looking for myself. Mm-hmm. The reason, Some of the reason that I am so mm-hmm. sh- struck and frustrated by She's Gotta Have It is because I'm looking for myself right. mm-hmm. on the screen. I ain't never seen myself. And I didn't see it. And never. it made me sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw my friends <laughs> on the screen. I saw some of my students. <laughs> on the screen. I was like, yes, girl, fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're like 12, so good job. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I didn't see me. And it's it part of the reason that like the Femme Project is so amazing that people have such an amazing, like magical feel-good reaction to it is because they're like, Woo, wow, it's me. Right. Like, right. It's a piece of me out there in the world. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I'm I'm not really interested in telling people what they can or can't identify as. Like Think, that's yes. that's like not the hill that I want to die on. That's real. Yep. But <laughs> <laughs> bring the butt. Yes. That being said, it is a very different experience. And I, I say this being informed by doing several of these interviews yeah. with with queer femmes. Mm-hmm. 100% queer fans. Right. Um, it's a very different experience to come into femininity as a queer person, even as a cis queer woman, mm-hmm. than it is to to navigate the world and never question like your femininity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, never have someone else question either. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. Um. Yeah, definitely. Y'all can't see, but that's my will. <laughs> <laughs> so, can, where where can we find all of your things? Everything, um, all yeah. the things. Um, so, I recently launched launched an Instagram for the Fem Project. It's yeah. cute. Yes, and you can follow it at the dot fem dot project. Nice. The Fem Project was taken. I don't know who has it, but Let's they won't em. give it up. <laughs> uh, we will look that up. <laughs> but the dot them dot project. Yes. Um, okay. And then my pers- or my artist website is salmunoz.com. That's S-A-L-M-U-N-O-Z dot com. Nice. Cool. That's very NPR We'll put that <laughs> in the show notes so that you yes. can click on the things. You should. Uh-huh. It'll refresh and, and renew you. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. You'll just be so magically You guys are so sweet. Lactose <laughs> <laughs> to the groom. To the groom. Um, so it's time for the toast. Yes. Toast. So this toast is someone that you would like to shout out for the holiday, right? Like someone who's like holding you down, someone who's like holiday popping, 
someone who you want to see for I don't know whatever I also I want to put a femme twist on it which is like talk to me <laughs> which is like is there like a femme that you want to shout out for the holiday and or like I was thinking about how like we don't have femme representation but like I have like a femme root <laughs> that is not probably femme in the way that we are all defining right here yeah. but like definitely holds it down for me in terms of like gave me a very early model yeah. so I, w- I would say broad who you want to shout out for the holiday and potentially a femme or femme ins- inspiration that you like shout femme inspiration <laughs> it happened it happened here okay yes. uh, who wants to go first me okay um, so I think my like holiday shout out is definitely my sister. Mm. Uh, I don't know how I would deal like even if we're not like in the same place for the holidays, like we're like still connecting at that time. Mm. And I don't know how I would get through like anything, any holiday without her. Feels. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> On like Thanksgiving, feels. we like skyped for like three hours, and we were like both just in our respective kitchens, like cooking. It was like super Aww. cute. Oh my god, yeah. big sis, little sis, big sis, big mm. sis. I'm the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yeah. That's so cute. And then my Femspiration holiday shout out um, is to Chelsea Johnson Long, um, mm. who is my number one Femspiration and my Fem godmother. Um, mm. And she was like the first person who really showed me that like Fem was an identity that I can claim for myself. And that I can draw power from that and that it wasn't something that was an insult or something to be, like, ashamed of. Um, along with, like, the myriad of other things that we could all, like, thank Chelsea for. But <laughs> <laughs> That's huge. Word. That's Word. huge. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Um, how about you? Um, boop. My holiday... Um, so my, like, holiday femme is always going to be uh, my friend Melissa. Um... She fucking loves holidays. She fucking loves holiday parties. Back when I was like a young, a young dyke. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She would throw these crazy holiday parties and I would meet all these people and be like, wow. Because I would come home from Wisconsin and I had been surrounded by like straight white people and I was like traumatized. (laughs) Um, And I would come home and be like, oh God, yes. (laughs) And just be there at her house for like three days. Um... And it was just, you know, she, like, let me into her family. She let me play with her dog. Uh, you know, just all the things. And, and it were, like, I have struggled with holidays for many, many, many years. Because um, terrible things always happen to me around the holidays. Mm. Um, and so, but I always am like, nope, Melissa's holiday party is going to be a great thing. And I can, like, run you down everyone since 2009 <laughs> or whatever. Um, and I guess my, like, femme root, I would say, is Tourette, um, Mm. who Melissa introduced me to, um, and who always was a holiday goddess. Many, many, many of those holiday parties I spent, like, in Tourette's lap or, like, around Tourette, like, breathing in her joy and magic. Do you want to say who Tourette is? Um, so Tourette, uh, I, that's hard. Yeah, I am still struggling yeah. with that kind of. Um, but Tart was a educator, 
um, both of the youth and of the adults. Um, She was a burlesque dancer. She was a organizer. She was a goddess. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was the first person to say to me, but you're an amazing femme. Like the first person to like put that identity in my lap um, and, and like say something that brought the joy and power out of that mm. as opposed to it being something that I should hide or, or be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, you know, sort of like radically changed the direction of, of how I developed um, as a queer and also as like a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like around the holidays, um, I am always like, is can I get my eyeliner a little sharper? Mm. Like, can I put more gold glitter on my brow line? I don't have glitter <laughs> can I get more corset? Like, can I cinch myself tighter into this leather thing? <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but it's a leather thing. Um, and and yeah, so I, and then I always do that because like tease tease who I'm thinking about in those in those spaces. So absolutely, absolutely. Cheers to. Cheers. Uh, Melissa and Terence. Yeah. Um, for me, um, oh, this is so hard. <laughs> um, you know, I'm the first thing that came to my mind in just terms of general holidays, actually my father. Um, he is going through it. Um, he's had a very difficult life and particularly had like a really fucked up incident happened recently and um you know one of those like is do i need to cancel everything and fly home kind of things Mm. um and i didn't because you know he seemed to stabilize and i was like okay i'm gonna be home for the holidays and so you know i didn't grow up with my dad all the time um most of the time and we didn't spend all the holidays together but since i've been grown um i understand now why that was hard for him um and i make a point to let him know <laughs> that in the way that we love each other, that he is required <laughs> to come to show up <laughs> to the little gathering of me, my mama, my partner, and him. And that that requirement is really just enforcing for him how welcome he is and how loved he is and that we are family, which is something that came hard for both of us for a lot of reasons. And this year more than ever, like I know how important that is. And um, so I'm saying a lot about him. Um, so that's my, my general holiday shout out. My femme root shout out is to the just had a birthday Tina Turner, <gasps> who was and will always be the inspiration for just legs <laughs> 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 as a general concept. <laughs> They're the arcades, so you know, like the like the Play-Doh, like Play-Dohs, like the square. Yeah. Like see, there's like a square in the universe. Tina Turner's legs are the legs. Yes, mm-hmm. they're the legs. Mm-hmm. And everybody else's legs are right. sad imitations. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. And also like she like in my childhood that like had so much whiteness in it and so much um like cis, you know, performance of womanhood, like she does something different. You know, she's ferocious. She is a divorcee. She claims her, her survivor status and is like, you know, and I kicked the motherfucker in the face when I left. And like, you know, <laughs> it just my first favorite song was What's Love Got to Do With It? I was four. Like a boss. 
boss. <laughs> like a femme boss. <laughs> so thank you, Tina, for like, it took me many years to like finally find my way, but I knew you were calling my name. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so cheers to Tina it's and my dad. dad. <laughs> um, oh my God, we got to wrap, but we have important, very important things to say. Oh my God, we want you. We want you. Well, we, I mean, hey. hey. <laughs> We, there's a lot of Scorpio happening yeah, in hi, the sorry, studio hi. right now. Um, but what you need to know is that we are going to do a very, very special episode that we can't do without you. We want to talk about um, money and black economics, which, you know, we need a better word for. We do. Um, but that's what I got right now. That's great. Yeah. So quick, quick, cutie pock economics. No, it doesn't work. Feminine. Nope. Okay. So help us with the title. Come up with the name. But if you have opinions, feelings, experiences with navigating capitalism as a queer of color, we want to hear about it. What are your tricks and hacks? What are your uh, like th- questions? What are the things that you're still wrestling with? And if you have found ways to exist outside of capitalism, mm. however small those ways might be, yes. um, what are those things? How are those things? How can those things be expanded? Like if you need help with them or if you just need other people to bounce ideas off of in terms of here's here are ways that like late stage capitalism is not going to have me fucked up. Right. So you can send us a voicemail, a voice memo on mm-hmm. your phone um, to our Gmail account, which is cheers, the letter N, queers at gmail.com. Take a voice memo on your phone. Grab your friend's phone. If you are not paying smartphone money, which I respect, take your friend's phone. Or you can like record voice memos on your iPad, on your computer. Like it doesn't have to be like, you know, magical. You might need a homie, which is totally you awesome. You might need a homie. But you can find a way to record it, send it to us at that Gmail account. Cheers, the letter N, queers at gmail.com. Let us know what you're thinking about dollar bills. Dollar, dollar bills. Or nah. Or nah. About um, about trading. About uh, starting a collective. Skills share. About um, anything and everything. We want to know. We're excited we to hear about know. it. We are going to humbly request... That your memo be about a minute long, right? Keep it keep keep it short, not five Succinct. minutes. <laughs> you know, give us give us the high points. Yeah, that's what we need, right? Because I've I want to get as many folks into the episode as possible. Um, because I know y'all got thoughts. <laughs> right. The music in this episode was brought to you by B. Steadwell, Abel Shifra, and the Peace and Body Roll Duo Boom Scat. Yeah. And so you, yep. they're out here in the world. You can find B at www.bsteadwell.com. And Abel Shifra, you know, he's out there. <laughs> he's a little on the DL, but his beats are good. If you if you like it, you can hit us up. And if you want to find Boomscat, they are at Boomscat, B-O-O-M-S-C-A-T on Instagram and B-O-O-M-S-C-A-T. S-C-A-T dot com. 
you can find their music and the merch and where they're going to be playing. And next. we already know that y'all need those beats in your life. So do. don't even lie. You're already you being do. like, where can I get the whole oh thing? So we're a member of the Gifted Sounds Podcasting Network. Check out the whole, all of the podcasts. Whole squad. Gang, uh, gang. They're all great. We're going to make some great promotional materials. You'll see a lot more of us. Um, this episode was produced by us, Ishoka and Kiria. Wow. With um, much support from Lance, um, Lance John, and edited by Giselle Hernandez. Hi, Giselle. Use the hashtag Cheers and Queers and uh, pod in on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Tell your friends, tell someone to listen to this show, listen to this with your friends, have a drink, enjoy. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us on all the things. All the actually. things. Just Leave comments. Comment. Let us know what you think. Share, share, share. Rate, rate, rate. It, it helps boost us. That's awesome if you can do that. People can find us and then we can do more things. And I know you want us to do more things. Absolutely. And yeah, thanks again. Thanks, y'all. Bye.